0: Becoming a vampire parent is like going through the infant phase with your firstborn all over again. You will be just as unsure of yourself, just as frightened. And at some point, someone will probably throw up on you when you least expect it. My Mommy Has Fangs, a guide to post-vampiric parenting. If you have your choice about how to be turned into a vampire, I strongly suggest that you do not post an ad on the supernatural version of Craigslist offering cash to any creature of the night willing to bite you. I swear, I had my reasons, really good ones. Still, waking up in a paper-thin balsa wood coffin three feet below the surface of the half-moon hollow Little League field wasn't exactly the result of a solid plan. I remember my very first moment as a vampire with shocking clarity. I was dead, without thought or breath or being. And then suddenly, I wasn't, or I was if you have more philosophical leanings. And in that first moment of existential limbo, I panicked, thrashing out, crying as my knees and elbows smacked against the wooden walls. I was trapped. I could feel the weight of the earth pressing down on the lid of the coffin, pinning me in, separating me from the world, separating me from my son. I sucked in air by the mouthful, hyperventilating. What if I couldn't break through to the surface? What if I got stuck down here? I forced myself to suck in a deep breath and hold it, to make the most of what air I had in this little box. Nothing, no distress. No pressure against my throat or lungs. No need to draw another breath. Because I didn't need to breathe. I was a freaking vampire. The undead. Nosferatu. A nightwalker. The other members of the PTA were going to be shocked. And then scandalized. And then shocked again. I'd dreamed of this moment for months. Ever since I'd come up with my insane transition plan. And yet it was so close to my very worst nightmare, taking the literal dirt nap, that I was almost afraid to move. What if I'd miscalculated? What if it was safer for Danny if I stayed here underground? What if after all my scheming and planning, it was better off if I was dead? It would be easy enough for people to believe. Everybody in Half Moon Hollow knew about poor Libby Stratton, Suburban half-moon hollow's cautionary tale of twisted probability. In two years, I'd gone from softball widow and mother of busy toddler to actual widow and cancer patient. Six months after losing my husband Rob in a car accident, I started feeling nauseated and dizzy at random. I woke up in the middle of the night drenched in sweat. I bruised easily and fell asleep before I could even give Danny his bath in the evenings. I thought it was stress. I'd just lost my husband, after all. There were bound to be physiological repercussions. When my doctor said the words, acute lymphocytic leukemia, I kept expecting her to follow it with, just kidding. I kept expecting there to be a second test that said it was just anemia or fibromyalgia or something. But the doctor was not kidding, and I was not lucky enough to be dangerously anemic.